sitting there in a gown, just typing away. Like, like I would sit at my desk normally, but not in a gown. <laughs> I had an out-of-body experience when Leo was there. It's you in this pool of a million sharks and you're all trying to get the same thing at the same time. Welcome to The Full Story, USA Today Network's podcast that lets people hear the story behind the story. I'm Shannon Ray Green. There's a first time for everything, and for USA Today's Kelly Lawler, an entertainment journalist who has been obsessed with the Academy Awards from a young age, reporting at the Oscars is an enormous first. Kelly has a lot to say about taking in the glitz and glamour of the red carpet and the live broadcast up close. This year, she said a particular darkness hung over the awards show because of the controversy around the nominee's lack of diversity. My colleague Jim Lenahan joined me in talking with Kelly a few weeks after the big show. Here is that interview. So you're on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And then what what do you do when the show is actually on? Like, what, what happens then? So... Um once, when the arrivals start, they the press has to clear off of the red carpet. So we got to stand anywhere on it for a bit. Okay. Um, and then once the arrivals start, only red carpet credentialed press. There are a lot of different kinds of credentials you can get. Right. Um, so um, our reporter who was doing interviews had a spot, you know, in between a million other reporters for the to talk to the stars coming in. Um, and then we had another spot closer to the door for social media where we had another reporter and then we had our photographers so and then I was just waiting inside kind of that that period of the red carpet that you like see on E where the stars are just walking and taking pictures and talking about the movies and stuff and doing those interviews I didn't have a lot to do because I was there to cover the interviews backstage after the winners so there are obviously no winners yet so I was just kind of staking out our our territory inside um and making sure the internet worked, and they uh, they had food um, for the press, which was nice. And uh, so we um, got some of that, and you know you're, you're waiting to make sure if there are any announcements. You know what I mean? Like this didn't happen at um, the Oscars, but at the Grammys, for example, Rihanna didn't perform very last minute, um, and so that was like announced via the press room. So you want to make sure that you're there in case anything should happen. Um, and you, um, I, I personally lo- sort of logged in and was che- I checked in with home base um, with our, because we have like an operation out of our national headquarters working on Oscar night as well. It's a bi-coastal kind of thing. Um, and then once the show starts, um, that room has, they, they have TV monitors set up so the, um, you can watch the show. Um, but when the winners come in, they turn off the sound and they have these little radios that you can listen to that you can put on so that you can still hear the sound of the show. So once we were backstage, it was, um, it was me and my colleague, Andrea Mandel, we would trade off when the winners came back. One of us would listen to the winner and take notes and, you know, be a part of the interview. One of us would still watch the show cause we need to know what was happening. But it was weird because I missed about half the show. Mm. So even though I was there, I was like 20 feet from the stage, not 20 feet. I don't know how many feet, but very close enough so that the winners could walk there. <laughs> I felt oddly disconnected from it. Um, there are certain moments, you know, like the big viral moments that everyone was talking about on Twitter, and I was transcribing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so it was odd. It was, it, it was, uh, it was a weird experience. Um, 
yeah, sitting there in a gown, just typing away. Like, <laughs> like I would sit at my desk normally, but not in a gown. <laughs> <laughs> There must be times when you're covering something like that where you kind of have a, where you feel like it's a surreal moment or you have an out-of-body experience, right? Oh my God, yeah. I had an out-of-body experience when Leo was there. It was, so by that time, it was actually after the show was over. So it was like 12.30 a.m. East Coast time. Um, I wasn't really still jet-lagged at this point, but it was still really late um, at that point. It was like 10-ish or whatever. I can do math. Um, Pacific time and the show was over and we'd been waiting for him and he um his director who went for the revenant who won best director alejandro in you two came to do, was, was doing his interview and that was going and my uh colleague at this point brian alexander was helping out too and he he was like doing that and i was sort of doing some other work and mopping up and then like you know the <laughs> the, the mood in the room kind of changed i looked up and like leo just like popped out on stage with him um and it was it was like weird and I didn't I you know we, we had someone covering it so I didn't really need to be like transcribing everything he was saying I didn't need to be like I, I wasn't like super working at that second and I was just like I'm like really close to him right now I'm just like re- I was like I was like I'm very I'm not like I'm I, I'm not like I, I've met a few celebrities and talked to people on the phone and I'm not like super starstruck by a lot of different people but I don't know. It's Leo DiCaprio. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was just like, I was like, he's very, he's, he's very good looking in real life and still. And he was just, and I was just like, I, I just didn't, I, I just felt like I was watching someone else be there. It was, I was just like, I was just completely zoned out. I wasn't, I wasn't tweeting. I wasn't doing anything else except like, you know, seeing him on that stage. Are there other things that are cemented in your mind that you think you'll remember for a long time because it was the first time you were covering the Oscars in person? Yeah, I think um, going on the red carpet the first time, which actually wasn't the day of, um, it was a few days before we, when they were setting up, the press can walk through and we were doing some coverage of how they were setting up the red carpet. Um, and... It was like it, it was really fun, and we got to go out and we took some pictures, and it was it was really fun. And we were like, "Haha, I'm like standing on it, like it's special." But and then I went to get lunch with a coworker, and then we came back, and we were we had to the quickest route back to my hotel was over the red carpet because it's over a street, it's on ho- on Hollywood Boulevard, just like take it up the whole street. The the roads closed, and we were like trying to walk across it, and she was holding it like she had to take out tea. And they were like, you can't, like they were like, stop! Like they all freaked out when she tried to like walk across it like, because like they like, couldn't bring the tea on the red carpet. And like, of course you can't bring tea on the red carpet. <laughs> and like, t- and I was like, I was like, whoa, Andrea! Like stop! Like and to her, she was like, oh right, I can't bring tea. On the-. Like it was just this moment where like there was like a big difference between my experience of that moment and her experience of that moment. Um, but yeah, that was that was really fun. And I mean, it was it. it it's weird because it's, I think I, I was saying this earlier, it's like this weird feeling of being right there and then also being disconnected from it because the experience is so different from what you get watching TV. It's that like millions of people are having this shared, very similar experience. They're in a living room with their friends, they're on Twitter, they're watching, they get to see one specific thing and that's the only thing they get to see. 
And then my, I got to see some of that, but then I had this very, this thing that was connected, but not the same. I don't know. To me, it kind of felt like, you know, when you're watching the Super Bowl and you get to the local commercials and everyone has different local commercials. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's like, you're still having that shared experience, but it's, but if your friend in Ohio does not have the same local commercials as you do in Washington, D.C., and so they get a different local plumber or, you know, and then it's just like, you know, you're like, what is up with this? And your friend doesn't know that that's kind of what it felt like. Did you get swept up at all in the Leo and Kate going to the Oscars together? What do you have to say about that? I mean, I'm not as, I don't know. There's a lot of nostalgia love for Titanic. It's a great movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as big a fan of James Cameron as, as some. Um, I personally didn't love either of the movies they were nominated for this year. So it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I like, there's a nice story in his, uh, win arc this year. Um, it's, there's obviously, this was a, this was a weird year to go. Um, because as we are now deciding it is, is its name, the Oscars diversity controversy, <laughs> but, um, it was, you could tell that the Chris Rock's monologue made a big impact in that room full of reporters who've been doing it for a long time. You know, obviously made a big, big impact for people watching at home on TV. So it was, it was weird to go through something that was like, this to me was like one of the coolest experiences of my life and of my professional life. And there was just like this little undertone of like darkness of that, like, you know, there's something, there's something like I was like, this is so great for me. But like at the same time, we need to talk about the more serious issue and... I think some of the some of the criticism that I've read of Chris Rock um, and the way that he sort of handled it was that while he sort of tackled it head on, he also margin like he, he marginalized it and trivialized it almost by saying that like you know that it wasn't really you know talking when he was talking about like oh in like sixty one and sixty three that they had other things to protest about. Um, well, the uh, a writer from NPR who I like a lot, Gene Demby, who actually was on a different podcast talking about how, like, actually there were protests at the Oscars in those years, apparently, um, from a lot of black actors. And, like, it also almost made it seem like other things that they might be protesting right now didn't matter and, like, that representation. And, like, there's a reason people were upset. And so it was, it was like this, uh, like, there are so many levels to it and there's so much nuance and you want to cover this with that amount of care. And then at the same time, it's you in this pool of a million sharks and you're all trying to get the same thing at the same time. Literally, like, I am I was hitting elbows with a reporter from the Boston Globe the whole night. Oh, excuse me, the Baltimore Sun. Um, so it's it was this... It was this surreal experience where you're just like you have to take everything like super seriously, but also like look at her hair, like <laughs> or you know look at that funny this this vine of of people doing this funny thing, um, and so it was yeah it it was it was weird it was a weird feeling yeah and talk to me too about um, you know this assignment not being one night but being the whole week you were in Los Angeles for a week yeah um, on the whole run up to this big night um so tell me about some of the highlights from the things that you covered that full week yeah I um the whole I guess sort of in the same way that big events kind of take over any city the whole town kind of transforms for the Oscars it seems like 
I had only ever been to LA once before this and I don't drive, <laughs> which is really weird to a lot of people there. So <laughs> I was, you know, I stayed at the, I stayed at the Lowe's and there are already, even before the day of a lot of streets blocked off and various things like every, I took Uber and Lyft a lot of places and every driver I had was like complaining about that and was like, why are you staying here? I'm like, oh, I'm staying here like because of the Oscars. <laughs> like <laughs> that's my, and they're like, why would you come here during Oscar season? I'm like, just, just for the Oscars. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, I mean, there are a lot of these, there are these parties um, that are running up to it that we, you know, that they have their own red carpets, they have their own stars, um, there are other uh, different awards. I went to the Essence Black Women in Hollywood Awards, which was an incredible experience. It's a really, um, I, you know, very great event to go to and a very important event. Um, Oprah was there. That That was another thing where I was just... I was in the same room with her, and it was another one where I thought that that's not the, something I would have happened. I was like taking stealth shots of her and sending them to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, "Am I a better person now?" Like I've, I've like been tw- I was like twenty feet away from her the whole time. Her table was like it was like a luncheon, and so so we lunched is what I'm saying is that Oprah and I had lunch <laughs> together, um, and now we're best friends. And that's worth remembering, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was it, it was fun. I I. Um, talked to uh, Patricia Arquette um, on the red carpet for the women in film um, pre-Oscar party. And it was just sort of like there, it was, it was a party to honor all the, all the female nominees that year thrown by an organization called Women in Film. And, um, you know, she, she's very, very much an activist at this point. So she was sort of, it was a very different red carpet interview from others I'd done. She was there, she had an agenda and she, had a documentary filmmaker there with her who she would like, she wanted me to talk to and was talking about equal pay. And now she's trying to revive the ERA, which is a whole other can of worms. And, you know, at the same kind of thing. And you're talking about this while there's like other people talking about babies and, um, you know, what their next project is all around you. Um, and then you go into this party and I was actually at this party. Um, you go in and there's food and booze and servers and you're just kind of, chilling and there's again there's no there's nothing separating you from them except this sort of like professional decorum and uh then jennifer lawrence happened to be at this party but she wasn't like there was an announced guest list and so um she was an announced guest and she didn't walk the red carpet so they were just they were just doing the toast and it was just like you know very chill and it was it was like a party you would go to like a work party where someone gives a toast or makes a speech about you know it was just like yay women in film you know, yay Hollywood. And um, then all of a sudden the the woman who was um, speaking goes, and Jennifer Lawrence is here. And there are other celebrities in, in the crowd. Alicia Vikander was there who went on to win uh, the Best Supporting Actress um, this year. And Berkshire's Arquette, like I mentioned, and some other people. But when they said that name, when they said Jennifer Lawrence, the whole crowd pressed in she was sitting up by like the front by this like very small like not like a real stage but like a little you know in like venues like there's a little platform and so she was sitting like on a couch up near there and the 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 whole room like pushed in like a mosh pit almost like not like dangerously but just it it was it was as if and it this is exactly what happened every single person who was standing there took one step forward and leaned in a little and it, it it happened as a big group and i did it too um, but I was the reporter there. Like, I was like, I think these industry types would be like, oh, I don't care. The gen-. You know what I mean? Like, you'd think that they wouldn't want to be, like, starstruck. But, like, the, the whole room, the whole mood changed, and they forced her to go up, go on stage and say a little something. But it, it was sort of like you got to see that there, there, there's a hierarchy, apparently. And she's at the very top of it. 
So you've wanted to be an entertainment journalist for a long time, right? Yeah. Like most, your entire life? <laughs> Not my entire life, but, <laughs> but a good chunk of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of gravitated towards entertainment, um, but like towards writing about, it. I started reading um, television out pity, which I don't is, is now defunct, but it was a really great site for early TV recaps and like the early days of the internet. Um, I started reading that when I was like 12 or 13. Um, and I f- still follow many writers that I like became fans of when I was there to this day on Twitter and everything and their new jobs. And I guess I, I, I didn't, you know, I briefly thought I was like, oh, I want to go into politics when I watched The West Wing in high school. But I was like, no, I don't like politics. I like well-crafted television. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really big difference. That was the lesson <laughs> from that show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, this is weird because I like, I usually like to do more stuff that's like, more like critically based or you know I do a lot of watching as opposed to like going out and this this is more like being in a reporting in a different universe um it's just like things that are normal there are not normal anywhere else um expand on that I mean it's just you know the uh (laughs) I guess it's it's the everything's like at at night you know what I mean like there are these just like long events like these red carpets and these parties which are these like industry events and then are just you know these things all go to late at night and they're when you see these red carpet photos and I'm not talking specifically about the Oscars I'm just sort of any red carpet photos like the the way that they're taken from these photographers it it kind of seems like this could be this like cool like big thing it's like and then it's like this like tiny little half of a parking lot and they're like orange cones set up behind it, and it's like it's like this like facade. And then mm-hmm. you know you, you I, I go to this. I went to one of the parties, and it was very nice. And you know, very it was at the Chateau Marmont in um, I don't know Sunset Boulevard. Um, Even just saying that, I know yeah. it's ridiculous. And I mean, like <laughs> obviously, and like you know, there was like very fancy alcohol and you know very fancy food. But then at the end of the day, it was just um, a bunch of people in an, an event space um, talking over loud music. Um, and at one point, the, the, they had the little hors d'oeuvres coming around, and I had one, and I was like, oh, what is this? And they were like, oh, it's pizza. And it was just like a little square of pizza. Like, I swear to God, it was just cheese pizza. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's not what I was expecting. Like, I was like, you know, caviar and truffles and champagne. I mean, there was champagne, but um, it was just, you know, it's, it, it's just like, it's just it, the, the price of the, of the accoutrement. Are, are is up is and the the people are different but it's it's not all that different from something you've probably been to is there anyone anything that you think people don't know about what it's like to covering the cover the oscars that they should know that you want to tell them about? um i think you know i think it's it's really fun and it's a crazy opportunity that not a lot of other people get, but it is. But it's like a lot of work, and um, which it's something that I like. To, I say that about entertainment journalism in general. Like it seems like a dream, and it is a lot of the time. And it is really cool to be able to do something that I'm really passionate about. Um, but it's like you know, you, there's a lot of prep, there's a lot of preparation involved. You have to, you know, if you're going to talk to everyone on red carpet, you need to know you need to know what every single person is working on right now. You know what their next movie is. Do you know what um, you know Jason Bateman is working on right now, off the top of your head? Do you know 
you know, what they've just done. Why are they at the Oscars? Are they presenting? Are they um, performing? Are they a nominee? So it's not just about going to see movies. It's about being, you have to be a part, you have to be in, you have to be plugged in and you have to be on kind of all the time. And with something like an award show, any of those like little moments can be like, can go viral or can be important or any, like a stray quote or a stray movement, you know, you think about the Golden Globes, that like thing with Leo and Lady Gaga, that was an eyebrow raise that became a whole thing. And, it, and I remember like afterwards someone asked him about it and he was like, oh God, is that trending? And you're like, yeah, because that's what, that's what trends now. So it's, it's requires like a lot of concentration and it's, it's so incredibly draining. I mean, like I slept, I have trouble sleeping sometimes and I went, I was out immediately as soon as I was able to go to sleep that night. <laughs> Our thanks to Kelly Lawler. We'll be back with more stories about journalism throughout 2016 on The Full Story. Please subscribe and rate and review the show on iTunes or listen on SoundCloud or Stitcher. Thanks for listening.